This next speaker I've known for 10, 12, maybe 15 years. Uh, I knew about him before that, but he wouldn't talk to me before. No, I'm just kidding. His organization is very large. They're, it's called the Master Circle. Some of you are, do we have any Master Circle doctors in the house? Yeah, we have a few in here. Uh, we just did a Master Circle big convention, so a lot of them <laughs> saw what's new and happening there. He does a big convention every year as well that most of you probably heard about because we promote it because we're very big in that industry. Both uh, he and I were kind of the ones that started out with Dr. Barwell, who you'll hear as well this weekend, uh, really getting this out into the chiropractic community, teaching people about the brain-body connection. And Dr. Bob and I, a few years back, decided that we would write a book together. If you're a licensee, you probably got that book. Your Flourishing Practice is now the name of it. It used to be called Your Flourishing Brain. So we changed the name to practice because he's the one who we did the case study with his doctors and they shared how they became successful using BrainTap in their business. He's the guy that really about eight out of 10 of our top doctors are being coached by him. So if you really wanna know what's happening out there in BrainTap, how to make money, what it takes to do that, he's gonna talk about that tomorrow. There's a coaching program, but today he's gonna to talk about what we call the BrainTap optimization formula. So he's gonna share that with you today. So I wanna welcome Dr. Bob Hoffman to the stage. Good morning, everybody. Good morning, everybody. Much better, much better. Before I get started, I think it's so important to uh, our hosts, Patrick and Cynthia Porter, for putting this on. I think they've done a great job, and I know you'll agree with that. Let's please give them a round of applause. Just curiously, how many of the people in this room have heard me speak before? Could you raise your hands? And how many of the people in the room have never heard me speak before? Raise your hands. So we're all connected. That's awesome. So um, <laughs> let's, let's get to work. One more question or series of questions. How many people in this room actually use BrainTap themselves? And how many, keep your hands up. And how many of the people in this room keep your hands up if you use it regularly and consistently in practice? That's the problem. Put your hands down. That's the problem. I think clinically, we all get it. We all see and feel and see the experience of it, how it makes our life, our health, our brain better. Would you agree with that? And yet, there's some impediment that stops more than half of you to actually share it with others, to actually heal your patients, to get better, faster, and longer lasting results. And that's what I want to clear up with you in my 30 minutes with you today. Is that okay? Are we all in agreement with that? I believe the biggest problem, there are many, but the biggest problem is this. You don't know how to communicate it. Exactly, I just saw the words come out of your mouth. Exactly. You don't know the language. Well, I want to point out to you that communication is the currency of success. I often tell my audiences that in a perfect world, those of us with the best and most consistent clinical outcomes should have the best practices. But in reality, that is not the case, not by a long shot. It's those of us who know how to communicate most effectively have the best practices. 
So number one problem is most of you don't know how to communicate what BrainTap actually is or what it does, or most important, why it's in the patient's best interest. Here's the second problem. The second problem is there's no system that you feel comfortable with on how to present it to people. Even though Patrick and Cynthia and their team teach you systems, you're not really clear about that. So get this concept. Our brain is always drawn towards clarity and shuts down when it's confused. So I want to give you more of a system. And the third problem, and again, there are more than this, but I'm just going to focus on these today. The third problem is, I don't really know what to charge. There's that weak self-esteem, let me give it away for free mentality that might feel good in the moment and has never made your life one iota better. So I'm going to try my best to address those things. And I'm going to call today's presentation the Brain Tap Optimization Formula. And I'm going to come down off the stage because I really want to impact and engage you if you wouldn't mind. Let's start with defining communication. Because communication is the crux of the issue and most of us know what communication is, at least we think, and yet we really don't. Communication is the process of having your message successfully delivered, received, and understood. It is not you thinking the other person comprehended what you said. It's not two people having a conversation. It's having your message understood and comprehended. Does that make sense? Let's go further. The primary purpose of communication, ladies and gentlemen, is to influence the way the other person thinks and then behaves. There's no reason to communicate if we're not trying to influence someone else's behavior. I'm here today in this 30-minute spot to influence how you think and how you behave. Communication is not what you say, it's what the other person hears, interprets, and responds to. Now, first question, how would you even know if the other person comprehended what you said? Well, yes, but how many of you do that? Almost no one. Now, I want to point out that other people dupe us into believing that they comprehended you. You got to get this. Nobody wants to look stupid. So they sit next to you or stand in front of you and they do this. See if you can pay attention to this. They do this. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah, good point. Very good point. And you actually think that they know what you said. The truth is they don't. The experts tell us that words only make up 7% of effective communication. 7%. What do you think makes up the other 93% of nonverbal communication? Body language, eye contact, facial expressions, posture, your tone, your pace, your tonality, 
When two people are in communication, the one of the greatest certainty always influences the other. I'm going to urge you to write that down. When two people are in communication, the one with the greatest certainty always influences the other. And there's a litmus test. You want to know what the litmus test is? Hang out with a two-year-old having a temper tantrum. <laughs> now this is part of the keys to the kingdom, ladies and gentlemen, because if you present brain tap with more certainty than the person you're presenting to, you're going to influence them. So my job in the next few minutes is to give you more certainty with that. And the purpose of this entire weekend, this amazing weekend, is to give you a lot more clarity about that. George Bernard Shaw said, the single biggest problem in communication is the illusion that it has just taken place. Funny but true, wouldn't you agree? Tony Robbins said, Skill in the art of communication is crucial to a leader's success. He or she can accomplish nothing unless he or she can communicate effectively. Larry King, he said, I remind myself every morning that nothing I say today will teach me anything. So if I'm going to learn, I must do it by listening. And that's part of the communication cycle. Most of us don't listen anymore. We ask a question, and while the other person is responding to us, we're formulating our next question. Or objecting to what they just said. Am I right? Am I right? Richard Branson said, communication is the most important skill any leader can possess. So there's three major ways that we fail to communicate. There are three major ways that we sabotage the communication process. Please take note on this. Number one, we mistakenly assume that the other person knows what we know and values what we value. Doc, for the doctors in the room, from the day we started professional school, we learned a new language. You speak it every single day, and you actually believe that when you communicate to a patient, they graduated with you. They don't know what the cerebellum is, or what the cortex is, or what the joints of Lushka do. They don't want to know about the aisles of, of Langerhand, unless you can vacation there. <laughs> we must speak, not doctor speak, not healer speak, we must speak patient speak. This is not dumbing down our communication. This is simply communicating in a way that they could comprehend and respond. It's a huge problem. It's a global epidemic. I personally coach 75 doctors every single week, and probably 50% of my calls, somewhere in that conversation, we're talking about this issue. The second way that we sabotage is we frequently speak in generalities when we need to speak in specifics. So for example, if you were to say to a patient at a report of findings, hey Tom, I could help you. What does that actually mean? 
I'm betting if I stood outside of Dr. Langering's office and I stopped the next hundred people that walked by and I said, if I told you I could help you, what would that mean? I would probably get a hundred different interpretations. That's too general. The brain doesn't register that. It doesn't mean anything. You can't wrap your arms around it. What you have to say is something like this. First name? Michelle, I can help you, and by helping you, what I mean is not only will your pain go away, but you're going to function better, and by functioning better, you're going to sleep more soundly, have more energy, your immune system is going to be stronger, your digestion is going to be better, you're going to be in a better mood far more often, you're going to have less cravings, less anxiety, and as I go through that list, Michelle's going, want it, want it, oh, definitely want it. But that's how we connect, correct? You can't connect on a generality. Are you following me? Does this make sense? Shake your head and just let me know, yes? The number three way that we sabotage is we habitually use logic when we should be using emotion to communicate. Now logic is a beautiful thing, ladies and gentlemen, but it's a terrible means of communication. So in a doctor's report of findings, and I know there are plenty of people in the room that aren't doctors, but you get the point. In a doctor's report of findings, when you go through all your findings, all your recommendations, and you've laid your soul on the line, here's a clue that you did it in logic. The patient says something like this. You know, doc, this is really very interesting. I'd like to go home and think about it. Or, before I make any commitment, I'd like to talk to my spouse about it. Or, could you give me any research that I can read up on this? Here's why. When we communicate in logic, it causes the other person to draw conclusions. And before they come to a conclusion, they want other people's opinion and more data so that they can get to a conclusion. Now, sometimes that conclusion is, hey, let me get started but many times it is not. When you give a report in emotion, it creates a completely different reflex. It causes people to take action. Here's how you remember it. Emotion creates motion. So at the end of an emotional report of findings, you hear things like this. Is there any way we can get started today? Do you have time in your schedule that I could bring in my wife and kids before the end of the week? See, it generates a reaction, an emotional motion action. Now you have to learn how to do this. It's like learning a foreign language. And it doesn't happen overnight. And it's very important to have somebody guide you through the process because most of the time when we communicate, we do it habitually, robotically, unconsciously. The words just come out of our mouth. There are people in this room, doctors in this room that have been in practice more than 20 years. Raise your hand. I guarantee Dr. Pfeffer, I can wake him up at 4.10 in the morning out of a dead sleep and he can give me his report of findings. True? Because you've done it so many times exactly the same way over and over again that it's imprinted in your brain. That's a problem. 
Let me give you one quick example of that emotion. When we started looking at cell phones and tablets, and we did this with our posture, what did we refer to that as? TextNet. Do you know about two years ago, science stopped referring to it as TextNet? You know what we now call it? Digital dementia. Which one creates a visceral reaction in you? TextNet? Digital dementia. See, that's the power of emotionally charged words. Instead of telling your patients that they're secreting too much cortisol, that they have no idea what that means, say to them that because of you, of you being in a super stressed state, your body is producing excess hormones that help your, or damage your brain because it marinates in these corrosive hormones. See the difference in the emotionally charged words? Your words should create a visceral reaction. If it doesn't, they weren't effective. I see a lot of people shaking their head. So I have a special gift for you. What a hundred doctors know that you may not know. I started doing these webinars less than a year ago. Over 5,000 people have been through them. Who in the room has been through the webinars? Raise your hand. Very good. So it's a whole book. It's all about communication. And here's what you have to do. Can you take out your cell phone right now? This is why we call it a smartphone. Take it out, go to your text. And right now with me, just type into the phone number 516-231-6762, the word Porter. And it will prompt you, and in less than 30 seconds, you're registered, you're gonna get this book. I guarantee you it will change how you communicate forever. But I also want you to know that I wrote a book less than a year ago called Changing the Conversation, 41 brain-based articles filled with unbelievable quotes and statistics and research that you should be communicating to your patients on an ongoing basis. I've had three of you this morning say to me, I love the concept of brain-based wellness, but I'm still not sure how to talk about it. This book will tell, give you all the information you need. You'll also get this free. All you gotta do is, it went too far, huh? All you have to do is text 516-231-6762 and type in the word order. So let's go over some foundational concepts relative to brain tap optimization. First, we have to recognize that it's constant chronic low levels of physical, chemical, and emotional stress causes an autonomic imbalance, which is the cause of all disease physically and mentally. That's not my statement, that's research. We've known about this research since the 1920s, when the preeminent neurophysiologist in the world, Walter Cannon in Harvard, said, it's chronic overstimulation of the sympathetic nervous system is the cause of all disease in the world. Your sympathetics are for survival. Stop calling the sympathetic nervous system to your patients the sympathetic nervous system. Call it the survival nervous system because the only purpose of the sympathetics is survival. 
Patients don't need to know about sympathetics. They need to know there's a branch of your brain that's for survival, and there's another branch of your brain, the parasympathetics, that are for healing. Stress keeps us trapped in survival and disconnects us from the ability to heal. You may not realize this, but all healing is a parasympathetic function. When we're trapped in sympathetic dominance, not only is that a problem in itself with spilling cortisol, but it also blocks our ability for our parasympathetics to function. <coughs> Brain tap neutralizes the stress response and reestablishes balance between the brain and the heart. It downregulates the sympathetics, reengages the healing nervous system, which is where all healing occurs. Is that an easy way to describe brain tap to your patients? We can get even better than that, but that's a starting point. So here's the optimization. Progress and healing occur with a minimum of two sessions a week. Why? Because each session lasts about three, maximum four days. Correct, Patrick? So it's not only two sessions a week, but it's two sessions a week separated. So Monday and Thursday, Tuesday and Friday as examples. That way you're constantly making progress. Now we all know that you could use BrainTap 10 times a day, but that's impractical in a clinic. So it's a minimum of two sessions a week separated. Next cardinal concept. Most adults require about 10 weeks of regular use to create new synapses, new connections in the brain. Repetition over time. All learning, all training for the body and the brain occur with repetition over time. 10 weeks, two sessions a week. So we recommend a 20 visit package. Package sessions are absolutely the preferred way to go than trying to sell brain tap to your patients or your clients one visit at a time. One visit at a time is like going to the gym once a month. It's not going to do them a whole lot of good. Should you offer a demo or a test? I always recommend a test. I tell patients this. On your next visit, I'd like you to plan on being here about 30 minutes longer than usual. We're going to do a test. They come in for the test. After they get adjusted, we put them into the zero gravity chair. We put a blanket on them and we show them the brain tap. And I say to them, this is a very passive test. All you have to do is lay back and keep your eyes closed for 20 minutes. There are two things that I'm looking for. About two-thirds of the people will feel centered, balanced, calm, relaxed. In fact, many of them fall asleep, even though it's the middle of the day. And about one-third of the people who do this test have the opposite response. They feel energized, like they just finished exercising. They're ready to take on the world. If you have any reaction like either of those two extremes, this will be a positive test that tells me you will flourish and thrive using brain tap in conjunction with everything else we're doing. So at the end of 20 minutes, you come back, they're probably drooling. You wake them up gently, gently, and you ask this critical question. Please write down the critical question and don't change it. If you change it, you're going to mess it up. 
I've tested it. The question works every time. You ready? So? Did you get that? So? Slower. So? And God is my witness. The overwhelming majority of people are going to say things like, Oh my God, I can't believe I actually did fall asleep. Or that was awesome. Or I do feel wide awake. And don't have to belabor it. Here's what you say to them. Exactly what I was expecting, which is why we did this test. Again, it tells me you're going to flourish and thrive doing this. Let me tell you what I recommend and why. I'm recommending two sessions a week and you give them the reason. I'm recommending 10 weeks and you give them the reason. And you then sell them a 20 visit package. Simple. It's really simple. What do you do with new and existing patients? Well, let's say today that you deal with new patients different than existing patients. The existing patients are what I just told you. With a new patient, they don't know if this is brand new in your clinic or you've been using it for 20 years. So just make it part of your care program. I recommend asking physical questions, asking chemical questions, asking emotional questions, doing physical tests, doing chemical tests, doing emotional tests, and at the report of findings, you make physical recommendations, chemical recommendations, and emotional recommendations. Brain tap is the best emotional recommendation. Describe what brain tap does simply with the benefit to the patient. Mrs. Jones, this is using the latest technology with just light and sound to rebalance your brain and eliminate your emotional stress so you can heal faster. Did you get that? Mrs. Jones, you got that part? Mrs. Jones. It doesn't matter what the patient's name is, Mrs. Jones. This is using the latest technology to rebalance, using nothing more than light and sound to rebalance your brain, eliminate your emotional stress so that you can heal faster. It's recommended by the doctor and it's managed by the team. The doctor or the healer in the practice only has a few roles. You recommend it, you tell the staff what programs to play, you go to the bank. That's about it. Staff runs everything. How do you decide what to charge? Question number three, if you remember. Here's what you decide. If a session is $20, a 20 visit package is 400. If a session is $50, a 20 visit package would be 1,000, etc., etc. Start with what you're comfortable and don't undersell it. What happens after the completion of the initial package of 20 visits? Another critical common question. Here's what happens. You either put them on another package or you sell them the brain tap to use at home. Now that it's been doctor tested, doctor documented, the patient knows how to use it, the patient is a big raving fan of it, we want to continue indefinitely either in the office or at home. 
our brains are drawn towards clarity and away from confusion. Remember this rule. When you communicate, if you confuse, you lose. If you confuse, you lose. Position the patient as the hero and you're the guide. Your job is to guide them. And guess what? Heroes love guides with a plan. So if you go and say something like this, well, I think we should try like twice a week. Maybe for 10 weeks, no one's buying a thing from you. Clarity, certainty, a plan. Communication, as I said, is the currency of success today. Ultra successful people are uncommonly skilled in execution and implementation. The key, ladies and gentlemen, I'm gonna beg you, Monday, implement. Don't wait until it's perfect. Pursuing perfection prevents progress. Don't wait for it to be perfect. Start doing it. And don't do it as a trial. Well, let me do it for the first 8,000 people for free until I get my languaging down. Yeah, I see a lot of shaking heads. Okay? Do it and charge for it so the patient sees the value. When we don't charge for things, people assume they're worthless. The two greatest days in a person's life, the day we're born and the day we discover why. I know there are people in this room that this weekend you're going to discover why. We're here to serve, to love unconditionally, to make a difference, to heal the planet, to allow people to express more of the inner greatness they have inside of them. I know you know that, but we have to follow our life, our values to express that. I hope you enjoyed. I'll be here all day today, I'll be here tonight, and I'll be here tomorrow until noon. Because the last flight home for me is at 1.30, and I have this arrangement with Delta that if I'm late, they can leave without me. <laughs> so please ask me questions. In your welcome package is information about the BrainCap coaching program. Please look through that so tomorrow we can have a conversation or later about that. Thank you so much.